الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه والتابعين لهم باحسان الى يوم الدين اما بعد Today inshallah ta'ala we're going to start the introduction to the science usul al-fiqh uh, sorry al-qawa'id al-fiqhiyah introduction to the science al-qawa'id al-fiqhiyah legal islamic maxims that's what we're going to study inshallah ta'ala introduction and the way that i plan to go through it is in these five five points in these five points inshallah ta'ala the first is ta'rifuha again we always do that right we define the science what does the science mean the way that when we were speaking about uh, usul al-fiqh remember we said usul al-fiqh is murakkab it's a compounded word usul and al-fiqh right we said that correct this science is also compounded science. What do we mean by compounded? We mean al-qawa'id and al-fiqiyah. So what we first have to do is We have to define each one separately. So I broke the definition into two. Individually. What does qawaid mean? And what does fiqh mean? I do that here. What does al-qawaid mean? And what does al-fiqiyah mean? The second definition I do is I talk about it together. As a science. What does al-qawaid al-fiqiyah mean? Okay? Let's go to the first one. Which is each one separately. Qawaid is al-asas. Jam'u qa'idah, al-qa'idah. It's the plural of, qawaid is the plural of what? Qa'idah. Okay? It's the plural of al-qa'idah. Wahi al-asas, and that's the foundation. Qa'idah is the foundation. It's the foundation. Lakin here, we mean al-qadiyya al-kulliyya. Comprehensive maxims. Okay? We'll speak about that in more details, inshallah ta'ala. What does al-fiqiyya mean? Al-fiqiyya means attribution and an ascription to fiqh. That's why we call al-fiqhiyya. Nisbah li'ilm al-fiqh. It's a science that is attributed to fiqh. Because the reason why we have to say al-qawa'id al-fiqiyya because there's al-qawa'id al-aqadiyyah, there's aqidah-related principles. We just need to say, no, no, these are fiqh-related principles. Does that make sense? It's fiqh-related. It's fiqhiyah. So it's attributed to the science of fiqh. Because there is al-qawa'id al-aqadiyyah. Are we all together, brothers? Al-qawa'id al-aqadiyyah. No, this is not al-aqadiyyah, this is not aqidah. It's attributed to and ascribed to principles for what? For fiqh. 
Here is the, what you really need to focus on. Here is what it really matters that you understand. What does Qawaid al fiqhiyah mean according to the scholars of that science? What do they mean, Al-Qawaid al fiqhiyah We're going to cover each point, inshallah, uh, ta'ala. So we're going to cover the word hukum. Kulli, we're going to take. Yuta'arrafu minhu, we're going to take. So that's one. That's two. That's three. Um, hukm al-juz'iyat, we're going to learn what it means, al-fiqiyah, which is four. Mubasharatan, which is five. Bi aksara min babin, which is six. Those six points you have to understand from the uh, ta'arif. Those six points we're going to take from uh, al-qawaid al-fiqiyah. You have to know all of those six points. Okay, does that make sense? Let's start the first one, which is hukm. Hukm means what, brothers? Some scholars, they don't use the word hukm here. Instead of hukm, they put the word qadiyya. Qadiyya or hukm here is synonyms, okay? Don't worry, it's the same. So sometimes it will say qadiyyatun kulliya. I'm a qadiyyun kulliyun. Okay? And some will say, no, hukmun kulli. It's the synonym, it's the same. Okay? One can take the place of the other. What does a hukm mean? Hukm is... Something which is either affirmative or negative. You're either affirming something or you're negating something. That's hukum. It's a ruling. You're either affirming something um, or negating something. It's either of the two. Okay? For example, if you say, Fulanun sadiq. So and so is truthful. It's a hukum. You gave a ruling. You affirm something. What did you just do? You affirmed something. What did you affirm? You affirmed truthfulness for some a particular person. Okay? Kulliyun, what does it mean? Kulliyun means it is every single thing go falls under it. Qawaid al-fiqiyah is comprehensive. Meaning things go under it. There was an English term for it. I forgot it. I really forgot it. There was an English term for it. Give me a minute. Sheikh Google knows all of this. I'm going to give it to you right now.
So, kulliyun it means all inclusive. I mean, that wasn't what I was thinking, but I had another word, but. So this is kulli, kulliya, and this is aglabiya. Aglabiya. What does it mean here? Pay attention to this. The scholars actually differ whether usulul fiqh is all inclusive, if it's kulliya or if it's aglabiya. What do I mean by that? Okay, take this from me. There are going to be exceptions in usulul qawaid al fiqhiyah There are going to be exceptions in qawaid al fiqhiyah Some principles you're going to learn and you're going to learn this is not part of the qa'idah. All together, this is not part of the principles. So some are arguing, why are you making it kulliyah, all-inclusive? Which is what we did here. We said kulliyun. When the qa'idah is mentioned, all of it falls under it. There's no exceptions. Another group said, no, there are exceptions. And you yourself know there are exceptions. So why are you calling it kulliya? We won't go into that for now. Are you with me, brothers? Bil and bil fi'liya. We won't go into that right now. We will leave it for you to just remember that the correct opinion is that it is kulliya. And the reason why it didn't go under this in the first place is because it wasn't part of it anyways. It had nothing to do with it. You thought it was part of it. But really, qawaid al-fiqiyah is kulliyah. It is all-inclusive. Okay, so we learned what the word hukum means, right? And we also learned what? Kulli. Kulli means all-inclusive. General. It's a general. It's all-inclusive. We learned what it, what it means. Okay. Yuta'arrafu minhu. Yuta'arrafu minhu. What is the word yuta'arrafu minhu first mean? Why didn't we just say yu'rafu minhu? Why do we say yu'ta'arrafu? Why not yu'rafu? What you guys all should know is that in the Arabic language, kullama kathura al-bina, every time the structure of the word becomes more, kathuratil ma'na ghaliban. Ziyadatul mabna, ziyadatun fil ma'na ghaliban. Every time the word structure becomes more, the meaning becomes also more. In other words, يُعْرَفُ and يُتَعَرَّفُ يُتَعَرَّفُ is going to have a more bigger meaning. I'll give you an example. You all know this. This, this is an easy example. Seen and sofa. Seen and sofa. Hey, what are they? You all study in Arabic, right? You all know this, right? Seen and sofa. What do they both show? Future. Do they not? Doesn't the scene show the future? And does sofa not show the future? What's the difference? So, which one is a closer future? Which one is a further future? Why? Because it has more letters. That's the principle here. The, not all the time. But the overwhelming majority of times, if the word becomes more, the meaning becomes also, it becomes more. So what does yuta'arrafu minhu? 
What does it mean? It means... Yu'rafu means you could just take the ruling from it straight away. Like yu'ta'arrafu minhu means badlul juhdi. You have to exert effort. You have to think. You have to use your brain more. That's what yu'ta'arrafu minhu means. And that's what we want to use for al-qawa'id al-fiqiyah. We don't want to say yu'rafu. Because if we say yu'rafu, everyone can just take it out. The ruling out of this. The ruling is taken out of thinking, using your brain, observing, analyzing. So, usul al-fiqh, uh, sorry, qawa'id al-fiqiyah, sorry. Al-qawa'id al-fiqiyah is hukmun kulli. It's a all-inclusive ruling. Yuta'arrafu minhu, that you will extract after exerting effort and hard work, hukmul juz'iyat al-fiqiyah. What do you mean by hukmul juz'iyat al-fiqiyah? The sub-branches of fiqh. You'll take it out of the sub-branches of fiqh. So remember, mas'ala, another mas'ala, another mas'ala here, another mas'ala. All of those mas'ail, you take out of it what? Qa'ida usuliyah. Qa'ida fiqiyah. Are we all together, brothers? Where does the qawaid al-fiqiyah come from, brothers? I'm going to show you later. Masadiruha, when I mention it, I mean, alaqatuha bil-fiqh wa usul. Qawaid al-usul, fiqiyah comes from the furu', the sub-branches. When you study sub-branches, sub-branches, Whereas usul al-fiqh comes first. When usul al-fiqh is established, then the fiqh comes out of the usul al-fiqh. And then the fiqh, qawaid al-fiqh comes out of it. And that's the order it's in. Are we all together? Am I making sense? The qawaid al-usuliya, am usul al-fiqh comes first. And then from the usul al-fiqh comes out of, out of it comes what? Al-furu' al-fiqiyya, the sub-branches. Which, that which you study in fiqh books. And then the qawaid al-fiqiyya comes out of that. So the qawaid al-fiqiyya is what? Hukm al-juz'iyat. You take it from the furu'. Once you study a fiqh book, durr al-bahiyya, you study minhaj al-shafi'iyya, umdat al-salika, al-zad. All these furu', all these some branches that you're learning, you're Jews, la Jews, this, 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 this. Qawaid al-fiqiyya comes out of that. Okay? Mubasharatan. Maqasid al-shari'a is within usul al-fiqh. Sorry, qawaid al-fiqiyya. We're going to touch on that. Here it is. We mention it here. تُعِينُ عَلَى مَعْرِفَةِ مَقَاسِدِ الشَّرِيعَةِ وَشُمُولِهَا We're going to mention it here. Beautiful. The قَاعِدَ الْفِقِّيَةِ Do you take the ruling from it straight away? Yes. Look at it here. حُكْمٌ كُلِّيٌّ يُتَعَرَّفُ مِنُ حُكْمُ الْجُزِئَاتِ الْفِقِّيَةِ مُبَاشَرَةً مُبَاشَرَةً means what? Directly you take it from it. I'll give you an example. A person said to me, brother, I prayed salah. Hey, um, I made wudu. After I did wudu, I came. I prayed duhur. Asr came. I don't know whether I broke my wudu. What shall I do, brother? Asr is the karma is just going to go off now. What shall I do? I look at him. I, I can give him a qa'idah fiqiyah and he can take a ruling out of it straight away. Which is al-yaqeenu la yazulu bishak. And I grab his hand and we go to the masjid together. With certainty. And my certainty cannot be removed with doubt. He doesn't look at me and say, mm, what do you mean by that? He understands straight away and he will go and pray with me. Are we all together? Lakin qawa'idul usuliyah 
I'm usul al-fiqh, you can't do that. This is the issue of usul al-fiqh. And this is what distinguishes usul al-fiqh from qawaid al-fiqiyah. Which is what? Somebody comes up to you and says to you, brother, do I have to let my beard grow? Do I have to let my beard grow? And you say to him, yes. And then you look at him and you say to him, الأمر المطلق يقتضي الوجوب The unrestricted commandment It shows obligation He said, what commandment are you talking about? What obligation are you talking about? Then I have to extract from that قاعدة أصولية أفروع فقية I have to give the example I say, did not the Prophet not say وفروا اللحى Let your beards grow And he says, yes Wasn't that not a command? Yes That command shows obligation he didn't understand it when I gave him the qawaid usuliyah. When I told him the usul fiqh principle, he didn't understand it straight away. Whereas the qawaid al-fiqiyah, straight away the person understands what I'm saying. Does that make sense? That's the difference between it. The qawaid usuliyah, once you say it, you have to mention the furu' fiqiyah. Just like what I did. I said, al-amru al-mutlaq yaqtadi al-wujub. The unrestricted command shows obligation. He said, what are you talking about? I say, now I have to mention the fara' fiqi, the sub-branch, which is what? Didn't the Prophet not say, wafiru liha, urkhul liha, let the beard grow? And he goes, yes. And I said, does that not show obligation? He says, yes, it does. Then that means you have to let your beard grow. Are we all together, brothers? So the qawaid al-fiqiyah, the person takes, it, takes from it straight away, directly he takes from the qawaid al-fiqiyah ruling. Whereas the qawaid al-usuliyah, am usul al-fiqh? No. No. You have to explain it. They won't be able to. Fi akthar min, fi akthar min babin. Qawaid al-usuliyah, it goes into more than one chapter. Qawaid al-fiqhiyah is not restricted to a particular chapter. Like for example, if we say, al-aslu fi al-aniyat al-tahara, the original essence of the utensils, is that it's pure. So if you see a cup somewhere, you can't say, oh, okay, I can't drink in this. You can. The asal is that it's tahara until you prove otherwise. Are we all together? This is not called qawaid al-fiqiyah. Why is it not called the qawaid al-fiqiyah? Because it's restricted to the chapter of aniya, the utensils. That's it. You can't use it for other places. That's called a dabit. That which is restricted to a particular chapter it's called a dabit. What is it called? A dabit. I think I explained all six now. Let me go over it one more time. The first point that I said you need to know if you want to understand qawaid al-fiqiyah is that it's a hukum. Hukum means ma yahtamilu al-ithbata aw al-naf. Anything that can take affirmation or negation. Like for example, fulanun sadiq. So and so is truthful. That's a hukum. Again I said, kulli. Kulli means what? All inclusive. Usul al fiqh, sorry, qawaid al fiqhiyah is all inclusive. Yuta'arrafu minhu. Yuta'arrafu minhu. We said we try to leave off saying yu'arrafu minhu. We don't want to say yu'arrafu minhu. Why? Because yuta'arrafu has more letters. Has more letters. And it shows a meaning bigger than yu'arrafu, which is what? You don't just understand from it directly, but rather 
you need to think over it and you need to observe and analyze. What is it that you need to learn and analyze? Hukmul juz'iyat, the ruling regarding the masail. Remember, I just said right now, al qawaid al fiqih, where is it taken from? Mas'ala, 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 mas'ala. What we mentioned? Fiqiyah. Mubasharatan, straight. The ruling is taken from it straight. Qawaid al fiqiyah can be used as evidence. A person can just push it forward to somebody. Fi aksara min babin in more than one chapter. Fi aksara min babin in more than one chapter. Meaning, qawaid al fiqiyah is not restricted to a particular chapter, it's for all chapters. Like Al-Umuru bi maqasidiha Acts Are based on what was intended for it That's a qa'idah of fiqiyah It enters everywhere It enters nikah It enters talaq It enters uh, salah It enters everything Okay Alaqatuha bil fiqh wal usul What's the relationship Of al-qawaid al-fiqiyah With fiqh And usul al-fiqh So two things What's his relation with fiqh and what is its relation with usul al-fiqh? The relationship is the first thing that happens is al-qa'id al-usuliyah. Qa'id al-usuliyah comes. Then comes al-furu' al-fiqiyah and then comes al-qa'id al-fiqiyah. Are we all together brothers? Then the qa'id al-fiqiyah is istiqra' al-furu'. Qa'id al-fiqiyah is based upon induction of what? Of the fiqh. Once a person studies fiqh, 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 qawaid al fiqh comes from there. It comes from, it's brought from there. It is, it's brought from there. Um, now we're going to take the third thing, which is masadiruha. What are its objects, uh, sorry, what are its sources? What is the sources in which it stands on? What are the sources of qawaid al fiqhiyah? Adilatul Sharia. It's the evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah. We're looking at the Quran. We're looking at these are the furu'. It's the sub-branches. The Quran and the Sunnah are looked at. Are we all together, brothers? And the ruling is brought from there. The second place it's brought from is Istiqra'il Furu'. We study fiqh books. What do we study? We study fiqh books. We'll study a fiqh book, a particular fiqh book. And uh, when we study that book, qawaid come out from there. The statements of those scholars, we bring it from it. Keep that in mind now. What I mentioned here is going to answer a question here, which is, Can qawaid al-fiqiyah actually be used as an evidence? Can it be used as an evidence? Can a person just say qawaid and that's evidence, you have to take it. The answer for that is, is remembering this point, okay? And okay. wa'uha, how many types of qawaid are there? There are t- two types. Qa'ida kulliya kubra. These are the supreme legal maxims, and there are five. Khamsun muqarraratun fil qawaidi madhabin. Fakum bihinna khabir. Dararun yuzalu wa adatun kad hukimat. Wa kadal mashakkatu tajribu taysira. وَالشَّكُّ لَا تَرْفَعْ بِهِ مُتَيَقَنًا Something like that, I forgot. Anyways, it's five. الْأُمُورُ بِمَقَاسِدِهَا 
الضرر يزال اليقين لا يزول بالشكل العادة محكمة ومشقة تجلب التيسير إن مع العسر يسلع Those are five legal maxims They are called قاعدة كلية كبرى We're going to take them inshallah next week And then there comes قاعدة كلية غير كبرى They're supreme, they're big But they're not these five These five are agreed upon by all of the imams Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik Imam Shafi'i and Imam Ahmed They all agree on these five And we'll touch on it inshallah We'll touch on it inshallah ta'ala فوائد دراستها What are the benefits in studying قواعد الفقية Why should I study it Number one ضبط المسائل الفقية المتناثرة في سلك واحد Remember We said قواعد الفقية Where is it taken from It's taken from the فروع الفقية It's taken from استقراء الفروع You study the madhab All of these madhabs They have how many masail in it 90,000 masail 60,000 masail 20,000 masail in here How can I remember those 20,000 I can't remember it So Maybe 1,000 of them might have one qa'idah you can remember it with. Does that make sense? So it's dabtul masaili. It's being pre- having precision in the, ma- in the masail fi silkin wahid. In one, in one sentence. You take this one sentence and a whole 30,000 masail, that's it. You've got it. I don't need to remember... I don't need to remember each one of those 30,000. I have one qa'idah that suffices me from remembering it all. Does that make sense? Number two, it also makes it easy. What does it make easy? It makes it easy to memorize fiqh. Who can really sit down and memorize these book, fiqh, fiqh books that are volumes? How are you going to remember that all? But qawaid al It's a nice way of doing it. فحرص على فهمك للقواعد جامعة المسائل الشواريد لترتقي في العلم خير مرتقى وتقتفي سبل الذي قد وفق وهذا you know study this kitab by studying this many مسائل all over all together one place and the smart person knows that he's not going to live for all of his life so memorize these stuff it saves you having to always remember things Number three is to aino ala ma'rifati ma'akhid wa ilhaqi nawazil bil masail al-mansusi alayha inda al-fuqaha. It helps you in understanding, of course, where scholars took things from. You learn where they took it from. Okay, now that you've learned the jurists where they took things from, if new things happen, IVF. IVF. Is it permissible? Is it not? What is the ruling regarding IVF? Organ transplant. What is the ruling regarding that? These are nawazil. These are mustajadat. These are newly matters that require rulings. These are nawazil. What do I need to know? First of all, I need to know ma'arifatum akhid. I need to know where the scholars, what they did, and how they extracted things. So when it comes to these contemporary issues that I have, I'll know how to deal with it. I'll give correct response to these classical issues. Last but not least, تعين على معرفة مقاصد الشريعة. Studying قواعد الفقية, it will make it easier for you to understand the objectives of the Sharia. 
Qawaid al-Fiqiyah directs you and shows you what was the objective of the Sharia. And then when you're given a verdict, when you're trying to deal with a contemporary issue, you will learn, you will know, I have to observe the maqasid al-Sharia in this issue. I need to know what is the objective of the Sharia in this particular issue. And subhanAllah, I, I mention these lines of poetry all the time, but it's by qawaid al-fiqiyah you learn our religion in every situation till the day of judgment. It has a ruling. But yes, our religion doesn't give a ruling to everything. A is this, and B is this, and C is this. No. The way it does it is by legal maxims, principles. Those are the principles it gave you. You can apply those principles until the day of judgment. You can. I'm going to conclude with the last point, inshallah ta'ala, which is, is the qawaid al-fiqiyah a proof? Remember at the beginning I mentioned a brother comes up to you and says to you, I had wudu for dhuhr, I prayed dhuhr with wudu, asr has now come, I am doubtful whether I broke my wudu, and I just said to him, al yaqeen la yazulu bishak, ama al yaqeen la yuzalu bishak, al yaqeen la yazulu bishak, or yuzalu bishak. That certainty cannot be removed with doubt. I didn't give him a delil. I just gave him a qa'id of fiqiyah. Can he just say, Barakallahu fiqh, and go to the masjid and pray? Can he do that? There's a question that scholars ask. The opinions of the scholars is two. There's two views. There's two views. The first view of scholars, they say, no, it's not permissible, and al-qawaid al-fiqiyah are not a proof. Another group of scholars, they came and they said, no, it is a proof. What do you mean it's not a proof? And both parties are wrong because they unrestrictedly gave a verdict. What is correct is fihi tafsir. It's neither of the two, but it's both of them. Meaning, it depends. It depends. If the qawaid al-fiqiyah, the qawaid al-fiqiyah, by the way, it's taken from three places. The first one is Adilla to Sharia. It's taken from the Sharia bilafdiha, word for word. Where is it taken from? Word for word. This is the qa'idah, but it's taken from the Prophet's mouth word for word, verbatim. There's nothing changed. It's word for word. Are we all together? Example for that is Al-Kharaju Bid-Daman Al-Kharaju Bid-Daman What does this principle mean? A brother says, Barakallah Feek Shaykh I, um, I took a car from a brother I took a car from a brother I bought it from him When I went, I drove the car I drove a car for, the day, for a day I drove the car for a, for a day Okay I now saw inside the car a fault. It's faulted. The car is faulted. I now want to bring it back to the brother. I want to what? I want to bring it back to the brother. Okay. Do I have to pay for that time I drove? Do I have to pay rent money? Or do I just bring back the car and he gives me back my money? We will say, you don't have to pay anything. Just give him back the car and he will give you the money. Hey, why? Al-Kharaju bil-Daman. What does that mean? 
whilst you were driving the car, who's reliable, who's, who's the liability of a car crash? Anything happening was on who? You. Anything happened at that time when it was not with this brother, the liability would be on who? If somebody was in your car and they died, and it wasn't your, you didn't do it deliberately, of course, you did it by accident, who would have to pay the blood money? You, the driver, right? You're liable. Does that make sense? So it, because of that, you have the rights to benefit from it. Had the rights to benefit from it. You don't have to pay him anything. Does that make sense? This qa'idah is taken from a hadith, directly, word for word. The Prophet said it like that, al-kharaj with daman That qa'idah is a, of course it's taken. Of course it's a proof. The Prophet said it. Even though it's better to say the Prophet said it's better to say that Nabila Muhammad said Al-Kharaj bin Daman. But some scholars won't. Some scholars will say the Qaeda al-Fiqiyya is Al-Kharaj bin Daman. That is that is a Qaeda that is taken from the Prophet's statement word for word. The second type is a Qaeda that is taken from the evidence, but by meaning. It's taken from Adila to Sharia. It is taken from the evidence. It is taken from the Prophet's statement, وسلم, not word for word, but the meaning was taken from the Prophet. The person, the scholars, they reworded it, but the meaning goes back to maybe one hadith or it goes to several hadiths. An example for that is Al Umuru bi Maqasidiha. Al Umuru bi Maqasidiha means. Matters are based upon what is intended behind, behind, after it, behind it. And matters are based upon what is intended from it. Does that make sense? That it goes in the Mal'amalu bin Niyat and, you know, and many other hadiths that talk about intention. Give you an example. Um, a brother said, for example, which is one very common issue that the fuqaha talk about. A man marries a woman. His intention to marry this woman is to divorce her. That's his intention. Are we all together, brothers? This man is marrying this woman with the maqsad, the objective in his head and his mind is what? To divorce her. It's called a niyi an nikah talaq. Marrying a woman with the intent of divorcing her. And Imam Shafi'i said it's permissible. The overwhelming majority of the scholars, they said it's permissible. No, it's not. It's not muta'ah that they both agreed upon it. If they both agree upon it because it becomes muta'ah. No, it's not. It's just the man has this in his head. He's not telling the girl. And he's not telling the girl's family. He's got it in his head. He's keeping it to himself. The overwhelming majority of the scholars, they said it's permissible. No, it's not permissible. First of all, it's khiyana, it's deception. And the Prophet came to the market, alayhi salatu he put his finger inside a man's food and he saw it was wet and he took it out and he looked at it and he said, why is the wet part at the bottom? Why are you concealing it? Why do you bring it to the top so everyone can see it? Why don't you bring it to the top so everyone can see it? And then the Prophet said, Man Anyone who deceives us is not from amongst us. Food that's wet, that's at the bottom, that you deceive the people with, 
is less than a woman's honor. Taking a, saying to a father, I'm taking your daughter, I'll take care of her. Yes, look after her in good. And you go and you have in your head to divorce her. All together. That's the greatest form of deception. It's the greatest form of deception. But they say it's permissible because it meets all the criteria of marriage. The two witnesses are there. The father gave the girl out. They were both wanting to get married to each other. They said the shurut has been met. The arkan is there. This is, this is outside matter. But that's incorrect. The reason is al-umuru bimaqasidiha. It falls under this qaida. Are we all together? And we'll discuss that inshallah ta'ala when we come to one of the five legal maxims. The first one. We'll speak about that in more details inshallah ta'ala. Are we all together? So we will say that this marriage of this girl is affected already. Why is it affected? Your intention is evil. As they say, uh, that, um, what's the qa'id they say? Al-qusud mu'athiratun fil uqud. That the intents can affect the transaction. It affects it. And it's haram, it's impermissible. Or he could tell somebody else it still doesn't make it haram. He could tell somebody else it doesn't make it haram. Based on the jumhur, yeah. Or he, maybe he shared it with somebody else. He told somebody else about it. And said to somebody, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get married. I'm a student of knowledge, for example. I'm in this country for one year or two, three years. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to leave. I'm moving. I'm, I'm, I'm a moving guy. I, I'm seeking knowledge. I'm a talib ilm. And it's common, it happens. So I'm going to marry and I'm going to divorce. But I won't tell the girl and I won't tell the family. That's deception. And it goes under this hadith, Al-Umuru Bimaqasidiha. That brother should stop him from it. In other words, he should, he should stop her, him from getting married. Or he should stop the... And to inform the family and say, look, this is not right. Does that make sense? But if he doesn't tell anyone, he keeps it to himself, then of course the family won't know. Nobody knows. So they can't do anything about it. But is it permissible what he did? Is that marriage correct? No, it's not correct. It's haram what he did. Because he goes against the hadith. He goes against that hadith, which is al-umuru bimaqasidiha. Does everyone understand so far how many types of qawaid uh, al-fiqih that we mentioned? There's a third type now. This third type of al-qawaid al-fiqih is not taken from the Prophet's statement. Not the wording, nor the meaning. It's actually taken... It's actually taken from It's al-qa'idatul istiqra'iyya It's taken from istiqra'ul furu' Istiqra'ul furu' Meaning It came from the statements of the scholars It's based upon qiyas in other words It's not based upon adilla shar'iyya It's not based on dalil This qa'idah is actually extracted From what? It's actually extracted from Ijtihad, independent reasoning. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example. A brother went and he bought a house. When he bought a house, the brother who sold him the house, he said, Akhi, I sold you the house, but I didn't sell you that palm tree. And the palm tree is inside the walls of the house. But it's at the front gate, next to the front gate. It's not inside, but it's... You know how we have a, you have a main wall, and then the house is inside it? The front gate, the tree is inside. Here, he goes, 
brother, give me the tree. They go to the sheikh and the qadi, the judge, and they sit with the qadi and the judge and they speak to him and they say, Sheikh, this is the situation that we're in. Okay? The sheikh cannot give a qa'idah which from the Quran or the Sunnah. Because this issue, he says, okay, when you sell a house, do you guys consider whatever is within those walls, do you consider it to be part of the house? Your custom. You consider that to be the house? If he says, yeah, yeah, we do. Anything within those walls are considered to be part of the house. He knows that it is and I know it is. And the people of the land know it. If he says, yeah, it is part of the house. Then we say, when you said, I sold the house to you, the tree was part of that based on the qa'idah, which is at tabi'u tabi'. At tabi'u tabi'. That since it follows it in its naming, because the word house is what you said, and they both share that together, and they follow each other in that, then they follow each other in ruling. At tabi'u tabi'. They follow each other in name. The tree was part of the house. They had the same thing together, so they had the same ruling, which is that the house was sold, so was the tree. So was the... So was the tree. But that's based upon... That's based upon what? That's not based upon evidence from the Qur'an or the Sunnah. It's actually based upon... It's based upon... Al-Qa'idatul Istiqra'iyya. It's based upon... Istiqra'ul Furu'. That can be rejected. That is not necessarily always a proof. Does that make sense? That's the type that is in the scholars are entitled to differ upon. But the, the, the first two that I mentioned, they are what? They are a proof from the Quran and the Sunnah you would have to take. That's for what we intended to do for today, inshallah ta'ala, on al-qawaid al-fiqiyah. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, shaytan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayh